Welcome to Capital Desk. I'm your host, Alexa Tavares. And I'm your co-host, Jeffrey Bradshaw. And today we're going to talk about Place 5 um, in regards to the city council elections coming up. We have three candidates that have filed for Place 5, and none of them are incumbents. Um, we have Scott Gregson, and we have Frank Tiarandondo, and we have Stefan Herrera. And um, we're first just going to talk a little bit about first impressions. Um, full disclaimer, Jeffrey Bradshaw um, does work for the Scott Gregson campaign. Yes, I do. <laughs> but he's going to try and be as non-biased as possible. Um, so take everything he says with a grain of salt. But he also is very knowledgeable, so at the same time, don't. Um, we're going to talk, a little again, a little bit about first impressions. Um, where do you think everyone's broad base of appeal is? Maybe if you want to start with Frank Arandondo. Um, well, Frank Arredondo, he's very um, adamant about trying to get the Hispanic vote and having a Hispanic member on council, mm -hmm. not just the mayor, which is very admirable. And I think that's where his big, broad base of support is coming from. Okay. Um, I got nothing. Okay. Um, um, where do you think Scott Gregson then lies then? If uh, Arredondo lies with the Hispanic vote, then where does Gregson maybe – other voters from well um gregson he's very adamant about um the whole capes camp type of development mm -hmm. issues that we have in this city and he's i feel like a lot of his support comes from the neighborhoods that can be and would be affected by those types of developments mm -hmm. um i feel like both of them though they are i think liberally minded so i think they're actually drawing there, yeah. yeah they would draw from the same bucket i guess mm -hmm. so it's just really highly personal preference when it comes to okay. those two candidates and we also have Stefan Herrera who I personally do not know much about and I have yet to do I've actually scheduled a Q&A with him this Sunday because we've done Q&A's with everyone except for Stefan Herrera as of now and we have Shane Scott but he's the incumbent so I might do something a little bit different with him um, regardless I don't know too much about him and Jeffrey doesn't really know a lot Neither, about no. him either um, we know that he is a San Marcos High School teacher, and he works for uh, the San Marcos Consolidated Independent School District. Um, other than that, I mean, from what you can tell, he doesn't have any signs up yet. He filed literally on the last day of the filing period. What can we tell from what we know? Well, I don't think he's just like, hey, let's run for city mm -hmm. council. I'm bored. Mm -hmm. I think he's serious about it, and I think he has a very um, specific platform mm -hmm. in terms of education um i don't think he's like a protest candidate but i feel like he's very much bringing issues to light okay in terms or will bring issues to light because i did want to through his candidacy this is a good segue into campaigns we have three candidates and typically when you have three candidates you see two of them almost fighting for the same voter base and they end up splitting the votes and then one of them ends up kind of taking it all um in terms of how they're running their campaigns maybe how do you think like, for example, with Gregson, you know, he started off early, started Arandondo, started off early. He had his signs prepared versus Herrera. Where do you think that may be the difference in their, how their campaigns are being run? Where do you think it reflects? Well, um, personally, since I do work for the Gregson campaign, he very much wants to talk to everybody that he can possibly talk to. I mean, not necessarily just to get his name out, but just to get what he cares about out. Mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, Frank Arredondo wants to do that as well. Yeah. But Herrera, seeing that there's no signs, I haven't really heard anything from him. That might just be because he's not, I don't want to say as organized, because I'm sure he's a very organized person. Uh -huh. um, but he's just not there yet in you, terms you of. You do bring up a good point, because when I was emailing him and I was, because uh, we're having to 
little promo here. We're having a city council debate on October 7th at the LBJ Amphitheater from 7 to 9, and you guys should come. But when I was uh, emailing all the candidates um, out for this city council debate, he mentioned that he was running his campaign on his own. And I have, again, I haven't really talked to him, haven't done a Q&A with him. I don't know if he meant that he's just relying on friends and family, because that's pretty much what all of them do in general, mm -hmm. but it's just a lot of... It's an organized coalition, and that's necessary to run a campaign. Yeah. You can't run a campaign single-handedly, even though it's a city council campaign. Um, and, yeah, he mentioned, because I, I told him to relay the information to his treasurer or whoever was running his campaign, his campaign head, um, and he said, I'm running my campaign on my own. And do you maybe think that there's some, not some flaws, but what are maybe some pros or cons to the situation? Well, I think in terms of, um, let's just say for Scott Gregson, uh, he has friends on council. Mm -hmm. He has friends that are, are involved in the city mm -hmm. in terms of government-wise, not necessarily working for the city, but just involved. And they have helped him. They've helped John and Lisa with their campaign. So they know, and I know um, that Frank Arredondo is friends with the mayor. He was the campaign treasurer mm -hmm. um, for Daniel Guerrero. And I'm sure they have basically the same thing that the Gregson campaign yeah. has, which is just a group of people that knows what they're talking about and knows how to at least put on a campaign yeah. at the same time i don't we don't know too much about herrera and i don't want to seem like we're putting him down um trying to be as non-biased as possible um but i mean it doesn't just because you start a campaign late doesn't necessarily mean that no. yeah. you're like you're out of the race already and you haven't even begun it i mean we have donald trump who's dominating the gop polls right now and he hasn't even declared <laughs> that he's gonna run in the gop nomination and he came in way after Ted Cruz, mm -hmm. and um, who am I thinking? I can't remember blinking on his name. Uh, Kentucky. Rand Paul. Yeah. Um, and so other campaign candidates are in the primaries. And so they um, – drawing – I mean, not that to the presidential primaries are a lot different from city council elections, but at the same time – we shouldn't count Stefan Herrera no. out yet, even though we haven't seen much of him. Um, I I know I'm excited to see what he's going to base his campaign platform on. And I'm interested also to see what his signs are going to look like. Mm -hmm. um, just because I know Gregson and Melissa Derrick, who's running for place six, um, they have sort of a, a river theme mm -hmm. on their um, – they allude to the river on their campaign signs. Um, it's very subtle, but it's there. <laughs> Um, and then you have Frank T. Arndondo, who just has cowboy hat, yeah. which is something that you can... It's a very classic campaign style yeah, sign. You can very, you can uh, easily recognize him for his white cowboy hat. Like he, <laughs> That's, that's kind of what he's known yeah. for. Um, and I'm interested to see if maybe it'll be purple, considering he works for the high school. Mm -hmm. um, I know that um, Councilman Hewson, who ran last year um, against Wayne Bijak... Um, she had her signs who were purple, mm -hmm. and she in a in an interview with me, she mentioned that she chose purple because she was the hometown girl, and she was born and raised in San Marcos, and people automatically in San Marcos associate the color purple with San Marcos mm -hmm. High School. So I'm curious to see if it will be purple. I guess that's just gonna have to be something we just <laughs> have to wait and see. Um, at the same time, this is something that frustrates me personally um, when it comes to campaign or this campaign in particular. Um, I've noticed that it's very early on, granted, um, so I might be speaking out of turn here, but 
all the councilmen candidate or all the candidates with them now are being very diplomatic and very tight-lipped about their opponents but it's a campaign mm -hmm. <laughs> you're running against people like you need to s I, it, it again it might be too early to tell or maybe they're just trying to play it out until I don't know later on Closer, the campaign yeah, yeah maybe two, yeah left, <laughs> I mean what are your thoughts on the fact that they're being very diplomatic about them well they're being diplomatic for one thing because it is a small town. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be known as the guy who just smeared yeah. the other candidate. I mean, I do agree they do need to come out against each other, I think, a little bit more. Yeah. And I'm sure they will, and that's not coming from any sort of inside information yeah. that there's a whole big <laughs> smear campaign coming because there is not. Um, Political but I think <laughs> just right now, even though it is very close to the election, um, they're just trying to keep it civil and keep because they don't necessarily hate each other I get the feeling that they don't hate yeah. each other and they have very a lot of the same ideas so yeah. there's not necessarily a lot to criticize about the other com opponents without basically saying you're criticizing yourself because they have a lot of the same policies but they also don't have a lot of the same policies so I'm sure they will pick up on those whenever we get Close to the yeah. election, in think that October. In that, yeah, <laughs> coming up pretty quickly. Um, but in that case, do you think they should maybe? Because I, d I don't want to imply that I want them to be, you know, just running, bashing each other, yeah, yeah. bashing horrible campaigns and just being super critical of each other. Because they do. I mean, in the Q and A's that we've done so far, it's pretty obvious that they do have a lot of the same ideas. Mm -hmm. Why do you think maybe? Why is there not just maybe one candidate versus three for place five? Well, I think actually one of the reasons there's not just one is because it's not a partisan race. Like there's, I mean, no matter what their political beliefs are, there's no D or R next to their name. Uh -huh. So there's not really like, oh, I'm not going to run. I'm a Democrat and this is a Republican state, even yeah. though it's a pretty Democratic city. And they're just saying, vote for me, not my party, because yeah. they don't technically have a party. So yeah. I feel like with these smaller elections that are technically nonpartisan, there is more likely a chance to have many more candidates. Would you and say that three is makes sense? I think that's more of a of a San Marcos thing, or if the situation that has presented itself has created the circumstances of them. I think it's more of the latter. I think just because it's a small town, they each, you, like, it's very more, it's more feasible to run for city council than it is for, like, state representative. Yeah. So they're like, oh, I can actually run for city council, so I'm going to run and say what I want to say. And they can because it's such a small audience that they're kind of speaking to. Given that, do you see any of these candidates maybe running for a higher position? in later years i mean they're all kind of i don't know how old stefan herrera is but they're they're not old. frank arredondo actually was the mayor in yeah. the yes, 70s yes. Yes, um yes. he was elected by his other councilmen um to become mayor so he might want to be mayor again but i do get the feeling from both of them and from actually a lot of the city councilors city councilors that they're <laughs> not i mean you can say whatever you want about other politicians, but mm -hmm. they're actually not in it for the yeah. power, I guess, where they just kind of want to help. They want to be on council and they want to make sure that things happen in our city that they want to happen and not necessarily a jumping point. Because, I mean, you could 
I feel like you could see, oh, he was an Austin city councilor. Mm-hmm. How, he might run for state senate one day. Mm-hmm. Where San Marcos, it just be like, I'm running because I care about my city yeah. and I want it to be better. I think that is relevant. And at least here in San Marcos, you don't find candidates who, if they if they do, if you do find candidates that come in and they have more uh, political, I guess, driven, they have more, what am I trying to say here? Um they want to progress their political careers further gen- than just progressing the city itself. They get voted out. Yeah. They, <laughs> like, people People here in San Marcos will recognize that and they'll get voted out regardless of how they're aligned party-wise. Mm-hmm. They'll vote them out. They don't really care. Um, and I think that is maybe unique to San Marcos. I'm sure it's present in other local el- mm-hmm. elections as well. But I think that is what I personally like about San Marcos and San Marcos politics is it's very local, very yes. centralized, and people actually know who they're voting for. Um, given that, it is an off year. Mm. So mm. what do you think maybe these candidates face in terms of challenges and trying to bring the voters out, even though for the most part, Sam, people from San Marcos care about who they're voting to city council? Well, the thing is, that is the big challenge, is to turn voters yeah. out. I don't know the numbers, but it is drastically less the number yeah. of voters for yeah. off number years. And that's just because people, they, hopefully, people know that the presidential election's going on. They mm-hmm. know that, oh, it's probably, it's 2016, and they can figure out that it's November 4th, yeah. 2016. And they'll be like, okay, I'll vote for that, because that's the president. I know about the president. But for this, it's just like, oh city council two places i think there's some justice of the peace elections there's also some texas constitutional amendments on the ballot (laughs) this year we have the fluoride one yes yeah but they're uh, just apathetic mm -hmm. and pretty much the people that vote in these elections are automatic voters they vote in every election because they really care but it's a sad number of people that come out to vote and that's honestly the biggest challenge because if you have everyone voting there's a better chance that not necessarily you can win, but that you have the possibility to win. When there's smaller people, there's just not as big as a possibility to mm-hmm. have a margin. Okay. Um, in terms of, I wanted to maybe segue into coalitions because we kind of touched upon it a little bit earlier um, when we were talking about how Frank Garandondo and Scott Gregson um, have some ties um, with the city council. And I shouldn't say, I say ties very lightly. Yes. <laughs> um, there's no, not that I know of, no corruption as of thus far. Um, but at the Arandano campaign kickoff that I covered, um, Councilman Jude Prather was there and uh, uh, Commissioner Conley was there. I actually quoted him in my story, um, as well as uh, Mayor Guerrero and a lot of other elected officials, some former council members. Um, at the same time, you have Gregson, who's pretty good friends with John Tomites, yes. who just got reelected last year, and um, we can we can, well we can't assume. But um, how important are these coalitions um, in terms of? And I say again, coalitions lightly. Um, <laughs> but how important are these coalitions in terms of maybe running a campaign? I mean, you have Tomites, who's been successfully re-elected twice mm-hmm. and you have mayor guerrero who's been running mayor for a couple terms now he got elected he got re-elected last year too so how do how do these advantages help gregson and aaron dondo well in terms of coalitions i guess just for the council wise since they don't have parties they can rely on mm-hmm. just like certain council members mm-hmm. to all not necessarily all vote together because that makes it sound like it's they don't care they're just voting yeah. um 
but you know, just like not necessarily just have friends, but have like-minded friends. Mm-hmm. And in terms of campaigns, I know, um, and as I'm sure it is for the Arredondo campaign, that they have like a list of very of people who would likely put up a yard sign mm-hmm. that you know they call again and they're like, oh, here's my list that I used when I ran here. You can use it. And I think even I forget who told me this, but they. I think it was actually John Tomites, but don't quote me on that. Um, told me that they have basically the posts for the signs, mm-hmm. and they basically just share those because who wants to go and buy yeah. all those every two years? Um, so that can help. Just having resources, having people that's done it before, all will help in a, an election. And I know with Herrera again, like I, I just don't know too much about him, and I don't want to make any comments that are out of my knowledge, but. I'm 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 excited to see what maybe coalitions he'll form. If maybe whole his coalitions again coalitions like will be more with educational um, component um, educators. What am I? Do you <laughs> like I know city council doesn't really do deal much with education, but in that sense, will maybe that work in his favor? Because um, I mean, all the issues that have been brought up again are kids camp mm-hmm. um, development. Um, flood prevention, disaster management, stuff like that. Um, we also have talk of elected, uh, proportional elected representation in the council. That's a big one for Aaron Dondo. But can we maybe make some predictions on what you think Stefan Herrera's campaign platform is going to be based on from what we know? Well, seeing that he is an educator, it'll be from that background, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea if any of the people currently on council have education backgrounds. So that could help him, mm-hmm. but honestly, the fact that I've yet to see a sign is, you wouldn't necessarily think about it, but that's extremely important. Yeah. Like, you need your signs out, people need yeah. to know your names. Um, in terms of, like, uh, elections for the House of Representatives, that seems to be, like, the number one factor in getting reelected is name recognition. Yeah. So the fact that I haven't seen his name anywhere might seal the deal for him not being able to win and it doesn't necessarily matter what his platform is if no one necessarily knows who he is. And I would I would add on that that I think that that's not the sole reason, but that's why incumbents have a, a higher chance. Yeah. You know, they, there's name recognition. You know him, or even people who come in, like Arredondo, um, he's well known around the community. He's participated. He was mayor. <laughs> like yeah. he he's been in a, he's been in and out in committees as well as Scott Gregson too. Um, there's name rec- recognition there, and even if you don't know their name, the signs... If you see the sign every day at the yeah, corner yeah, of the street you that you live it. on, they're, they're you huge, know the name. They're all over the yeah. place. The last name's huge. Like, you can't miss the sign at all, so... Unless it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to segue, because um, we have some, some members in the audience right now, um, and we're going to bring up an audience member, and he has a couple questions. Kisa Ramirez, would you like to... Make your way up to the the table. We'll stall for a little bit here because he is taking his sweet time. First off, <laughs> thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, it's really exciting to be a part of another podcast. Um, my first question, I guess, because I come from the sports frame of mind mm-hmm. where I'm not really political savvy like you guys. So who would be the political politician X factor to kind of kind of change this race for like kind of be underdog and come I guess what I'm trying to say is who's the underrated and like isn't being talked about and that could make a make a way for this race 
Jeffrey, do you want to maybe? Well, I mean, sorry for the poor phrasing, by the way. <laughs> Personally, not just because I work for his campaign, I really think Scott Gregson has the experience and the know-how to be a very good city councilor. I will add that he's very eloquent yes. in the way he talks. Um, he is by far the most eloquent candidate out there. Um, and that goes, uh, I would say, even across place six candidates as well. Um, I don't know if he's an underdog, though. No. I really, I don't, yeah, like, I don't that's okay. the thing. Maybe underdog's the wrong term. Just someone who's coming, going to come out of the woodwork and kind of make a name in this race. I don't, because. Well, I think Is both, there a favorite? I think is there a and favorite Gregson or is are in the woodwork already. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think, I'm, I'm excited to see Gregson and Aaron Dondo, how it, how it plays out. That's probably what I'm most excited to see in terms of a campaign. Um, in general, that goes for place five and place six, just because Gregson is, again, the very, like, eloquent, um, very businesslike um, candidate who, very well-versed, speaks very well. Um, he's very personable, too. Um, he's just, like, the, the I guess, the ideal politician, I would say. He's he very, very much so. Okay. Aaron Dondo, on the other hand, he's very humbling. Um, he's kind of sm- not a little guy, but he's like he's kind of like a grandpa um, that you you know that he's been around. And also the Hispanic vote. I think if he can pull the Hispanic vote in the polls, I mean the the that's city's big. forty. People love yeah, the tacos. Yeah. That's, a, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, the tacos. That's my you can't political get rid take. Of the tacos. That's my political take. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he has a really good chance if he can pull the Hispanic vote from to the polls because we're forty percent Hispanic here. I believe. I believe it's around forty percent, roughly. And Gregson's not Hispanic. I mean, you're just not Hispanic. Not that he can't appeal to them, um, but. Not that every Hispanic just votes for Hispanic. Yeah, not that. Yeah, again, yeah. not that every Hispanic votes just for Hispanic. But I think he definitely has that in his favor because he's the, he is the like the very quaint Hispanic man who has pretty much lived his whole life traditionally as a Hispanic person, and that's something that we don't really have in the council right now. Even though Daniel Guerrero is Hispanic, he's not that. Doesn't represent them yeah, as well as not not that he doesn't represent them as well. It's just, I don't want to be quoted that he doesn't. I, I, but can, I guess I can be quoted. I'm, yeah. I'm a sports <laughs> editor. I can say things without basis. He, I'm he sorry just, for that. He doesn't for have the viewers that, out there. He doesn't have that appeal. He's a lot. I don't want to say. I see what you're saying. Americanized, yeah. but like, yeah, in a sense, he's a little bit more Americanized. There's a difference. Not that he does speak Spanish. I'm pretty sure he speaks Spanish, and I'm sure he can read and write in Spanish, and he has plenty of Spanish relatives, but. There, there's a difference in between the image that Aaron Dondo has and that Daniel Guerrero has in terms of being a Hispanic candidate. So that's what I'm interested in seeing. If Aaron Dondo can pull the Hispanic vote, and then also Gregson, I feel like Gregson is just, he has a bigger base of appeal in terms okay. of appealing to diverse people. Um, so that's my, that's my answer. Now my second question is way more important than the one <laughs> I really actually want to hear the okay, answer to. Uh, and just It's a burning question on my mind. It's one of the contentious things that I think about all the time. I know what's coming here. <laughs> it's cake versus pie. So <laughs> you look at the candidates, you know them, you know some of them pretty well. Mm-hmm. Who would you say is team cake? And this is not, doesn't, you, don't, you didn't ask them these questions, so you don't know. Who would you say, based on your just interpretation, yeah. who's team cake and who's team pie? I just want to see who I should be putting my voting, uh, who should I vote for, because this is basically what I go down to. Okay. Um, Jeffrey, I don't know if you want to well, take a shot at this. Um, <laughs> thinking on this, Scott Gregson, he's from East Texas. He's born and raised in Texas. I feel, and that part of Texas, I feel like he'd be a pie person. I feel like his 
relatives. What makes probably. a pie person? I just don't know. I don't but know. I, feel like we know. Yeah, I don't think you can describe I it. I don't think you can. I think it's just an inherent thing in but humans. But I feel like he's had a pie at least once in his life made by a relative. <laughs> okay. <that's> really good. <laughs> okay. I've never had that. I'm missing out. <laughs> I don't. I would actually disagree with you. I don't know if Gregson's a pie person. I think he's more of a cake person. I. He's just. If I was in the Q and A's, that'd be the first question yeah, I ask, and then I'd be like, "All right, let's hard move on to the actual. Move, let's move on. Let's lighten here. the mood. And let's move on to the actual topics at hand." He has a very like political prowess that I think is. You need a you need Cake-y. a cake in front yeah, of you. Cake. You need a cake. You need like a very like nice, pretty cake, buttercream possibly. Okay. Um, just very formal. I, I don't know, I can about just from like what the Q&A, he had his notebook out, he had his glasses and a pen, and it was all very like, not that Arendondo actually was. Pie's more lax, or just you kind of yeah, got your like stuff that, in there. I that, agree with that. That's what I got to get from Arendondo. He's, he's more of a pie guy in the sense that he, no, he's just, not that he's, not that Gregson was like less relaxed than Arendondo. I don't want to be misquoted here again, um, but. Yeah, I definitely see Arizona. This Arizondo. is off the record. Right yeah, here. This, this is question off, is, this is all off the record. Do not take this question for face value <laughs> at all. I think Arizondo is probably more of a pie guy. Okay. I would agree with that. He just seems like a hometown sort of pie guy. 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 <laughs> Any other hot pie takes before I um, head out of the audience? I well, I mean, I don't even you know. I. Once I have a and A with Stefan Herrera, I can give you the lowdown whether he's a cake or a pie guy. <laughs> so. Okay. I'll be sure to <laughs> add that into our next podcast. Um, I don't know if you want to maybe take a shot, Jeffrey, at whether he's well, a cake or pie guy. 50-50 shot. You have a good odds. school, I feel like in the teacher's lounge, they have a lot of cake yeah, sometimes. So I feel like so he true. would be tired of cake. So he's a pie like guy I think then. he would be a pie guy. Is he a pie guy, though, because he doesn't like cake? cake or, or is he a pie guy because he likes pie? Exactly. <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> See, I appreciate the analysis of this question because I, 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 there, there's, some, there's some depth to it. Yeah, you think no. it's surface value, no, but there's yeah. some depth. You know, you think about the person that it is. Uh, I'm a pie guy, full disclosure. I don't want to like put my political allegiance out there, but I'm team no. pie, um, and I think that's important to see who's team pie and eat cake, and that kind of tells you what kind of person, well, maybe yeah, politician no. they are. It's a theory I'm working on. I'm writing the thesis. Maybe we'll get <laughs> it out. Uh, we'll see. You're, when you get your PhD. When I get my PhD. Cake or pie. Well, I already have one. I have a PhD in love. Oh. Um, <laughs> acor- according to last year's love editor column, so I'm already I'm already working on that one. But before you go, you made a comment how like they're they're people, they're candidates. And I think that's important to remember and kind of wrap this all up that they're people and that you should go out and talk to them regardless of who you're for, who you know, and you should talk to all the candidates before you make your decision. It's, I mean, Melissa Derrick and Gregson are having a meet and greet uh, next Tuesday? The 14th. 14th. Monday. Um, 5.30, Cafe yeah, on the Square. Uh, yeah. And Aaron Dondo had they his campaign. There, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh Excuse me. Sorry. Aaron Dondo had his campaign kickoff. <laughs> so if you didn't go, hopefully he'll have some other event that you can go to. But again, it's very important that you follow all these people on Facebook or whatever social media, and you get out there and you meet the candidates. And because you know maybe you'll meet him and be like, mm, I don't know about him, and maybe you thought that he was good for the city. But it, it's definitely good to get a feel for them. And whether they're a cake or pie guy is obviously the burning question that you need to answer before you go to the polls. Burning question in the 2015 election. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. Trump's answer. No, I don't. We just let's, let's not <laughs> okay, Let's okay, do that for not. another podcast. <laughs> so we're opening a whole other can of worms, okay? Well, that's all we have for you here um, on this episode of Capital Desk. Filing off, I'm your host, Alexa Tavares. And I'm your co-host, Jeffrey Bradshaw. Thank you for listening.